Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Two Pence. I'm Leah. And I'm Vivian. And this is our quarantine edition. Um, we've had a bit of a break. We know a lot of shit has happened. Oh my God. Life. <laughs> Do you know when Leah says, yeah, when you make a plan and God laughs, God has been cackling in all of our faces this past, maybe one month. Is it been one month? I've calculated that you've been in Spain for like five going on six weeks now. Wow. insane. So yeah. So God has been laughing at me for six weeks and... <laughs> and the rest of the world for like four weeks now I guess because you this is your fourth week in lockdown right it is and the thing is I just I was listening back to some of our previous episodes and literally I think it's because we were editing and uploading our travel episode and just realizing oh all of these plans that we have no one is traveling anywhere until at least 2021 my trip to the Edinburgh Fringe I was so excited about Edinburgh Fringe and all of the other festivals in Edinburgh have been cancelled so do you know what? We are actually learning how to deal with crises. You're, you're learning all about um, getting your passport together and getting your, your visa together and like learning to rearrange flights. And these are all valuable skills. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think when I look back, I'll think, oh yeah, you know, I learned how to do this, this, this and that during the quarantine. But right now it's, it just feels like, wow, like... <laughs> life is just shitting on all of us really because it's so crazy we all made plans we all had things that we wanted to do this year and practically everything is like things that you have to do outside of your house anyway is gone out the window um but yeah no there's so many positives to take from it though i also think that you've actually come really far because i feel like your first two first of all okay so vivian was supposed to have started a new job on the 11th of was it of march yeah she's supposed to have started a new job on the 11th of march she went to spain was it on the 7th of of march yeah 7th of march yeah she's supposed to go there for was it two three days it was just two days it was it was literally meant to be a two-day holiday and now i'm still bloody here (laughs) and just go and tell your story um yeah so i was meant to have a quick weekender with a bunch of my friends um, from my previous job in Mallorca. Uh, so come here on the 7th, leave on the 9th. Do you know what? I have a Snapchat photo of me and my friends saying the coronavirus can't stop us. And like every time I look at that picture, I'm so upset with myself because the coronavirus is like, oh, you really thought I could have stopped you. Look at yourself now. Um, but yeah, I we, we were involved in something... <clears throat> That was super crazy and I'm still here uh, mainly because of the coronavirus uh, has caused a lot of businesses to shut down. So there's no way for me to get back to the UK until those businesses open up again, which I am estimating will be June. A lot of my friends, including me, are very optimistic that like in four weeks time, maybe a few weeks time I'll be home, but I think to be realistic, June for those type of businesses to open up again. This is why I think that you have come really far because first of all, she didn't tell me immediately that her things were stolen and that she was stuck in Spain. 
I sent her a message on the 11th congratulating her about her new job, so excited, wishing her luck, asking her how her day was. And that's when she said, she said, Leah, I'm still in Spain. Do you know what? I had so many of my friends, like three of you, message me on that morning saying, oh my God, Viv, good luck, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, damn, I have to tell the girls that I'm still here. Like, honestly, I think that was the scariest part for me. Apart from being stuck here and initially thinking, oh, I should be home in latest five days because to get my passports and things should not take that long. Um, I think the scariest part for me was telling my friends and family because it's like, it kind of makes it real that I'm, I'm not going home when I'd intended to. But yeah, that was a very bizarre experience. And we'd spoken on this podcast about what it, what friendship means to me. And in that moment, like I realized who my friends were, like the fact that I was so nervous to tell you guys to burden you with that stress and worry was like so big for me. Um, but yeah, I have come far. I've, I've come from crying every day, literally crying every day. Like I told my friend JC, he's seen me at the lowest because that's the lowest I've seen myself. So like now waking up every day, living my best life, being in Spain. Um, yeah, now I'm just enjoying the time and just waiting till I can go home again. I feel like I felt your transformation when you switched from being like, why God, like, why is this happening to me? To like, Leah, I think I'm going to be back in around June. And, you know, and you were giving me your little house tour and house party. And you were like, and this is our kitchen. This is my room. This is the, this is the living area. Yeah. I think, I think it, ha- it would, it would happen to anyone. Um, when you're in an unfamiliar situation, your the first thing your brain does is to think of the worst possible things that can happen to you. And my worst possible fear was that I would die in Spain and my family would never see me again. <laughs> that, that was literally my worst, my worst fear. Um, but then after that, it just, I was just like, do you know what? There's actually nothing I can do. Like I can't force these people to open up the center. I can't force the airline to take me home. I can't hire a private jet. Like there's actually nothing I can do. This is completely out of my control. I've done everything in my power to make sure that I get home. Like now I just have to enjoy it. Now I just have to live in the moment. Even if these are my final days, I don't want to go to heaven thinking, damn, I spent all that time crying because it's not worth it. And it's not helpful for anyone in my situation to constantly feel like the worst is going to happen, especially if I have to be here for longer than like two, three months. Like I just, you just don't know. And at first I remember I was very, very angry at the way that you were being treated mm-hmm. and that just, and that things just like doors just weren't opening. But then now I've realized that they were treating everyone that way because oh, yeah. you know, Lorraine from the TV, her yeah. daughter is stuck in Thailand and she was, Lorraine was crying on TV while she was video chatting her daughter because she was supposed to visit her daughter. And I was like, if TV Lorraine couldn't, <laughs> couldn't get her daughter, then they people were just scattered. I've heard that people are stuck in Eastern Europe, like people who have gone on holidays and they just weren't able to get their passports or they weren't able to leave or like just borders shutting down. The thing is, I just, we did not take this seriously. We started hearing about this, what, in like December, New Year. I remember like hearing rumblings of what was happening yeah. in Wuhan and just, it, it is very much that thing of something happening in another part of the world that you're yeah. just like, oh, it won't get here. Yeah. 
I think for me, I knew that, I didn't think we were going to have a pandemic, but I knew that it was going to be very, very serious, just mainly based on the fact that I watched a documentary on Netflix called Explained. So in Explained, they do like short documentaries and they did one on like the next pandemic. And I remember they said that the next pandemic is probably going to be a viral one and it's probably going to come out from a wet market in China. So when there were stories that this new virus had come from a wet market in China, I was immediately like nervous. I was like, okay, I, I remember I would text everyone like, oh my God, how are you feeling about this coronavirus? Do you think that we should still travel? Like, but everybody's like, oh no, it's fine. It's not here. Only old people are going to die and that's okay. Or, you know, it's not okay, but that's what a lot of people That was were the thinking. mentality, yeah. Yeah, it was just like, oh yeah, it's fine. It's not going to affect young people. But to see the way it snowballed into just this mass hysteria, like it's so, 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 so scary. And it also just makes you think, if we were hearing about it in December, it goes to show that like most people didn't take it seriously, including governments, because they were like, if you saw China going into lockdown in December, you had time to (laughs) just make a plan. But you know what, bruv, that is a whole nother story. The British government, when I write my book, (laughs) when I write my book, the British government, bruv, you don't want to know, but it's, it's, not comforting but it's really really scary to see that i'm not the only person to be in such a terrible situation like this and actually i'm super blessed because i'm in a house with somebody who is my friend there are so many people who don't even have a place to stay and they're just sort of making it go by day so i'm I'm one of the lucky ones i would say yeah definitely and but also to hear about what's happening in China now with their second wave of the coronavirus from people who were outside of the country during the lockdown coming back in and how yeah. they're blaming black people for it. I've seen those videos of them like telling black people they can't go into supermarkets and stuff like that. And telling them they can't be served at certain restaurants. They've kicked them out of their homes. Some of them are sleeping on the streets because they're not allowed in, in their apartments or their homes. They're not allowed in hotels. Apparently, like the Kenyan government has written a statement. I've heard that the Nigerian government has also written a statement about it. The American embassy was, has told its African-American citizens in China to be careful because of this that's happening. Wow. Yeah. But loads of African countries are rallying up and speaking to their, to their um, ambassadors in China and saying, you guys need to explain what is happening. Because especially because from the cases that we've seen in the news, the people that are traveling back into China were Chinese people that were bringing the, yeah, that were taking the coronavirus yeah, back in. I, I thought they were people who came from, like Chinese nationals that came from Russia after the crises has sort of gone down over there. But, bruh, I don't know. I don't know, man. That's really, that's really heartbreaking to think in such terrible times like this, racism still reigns supreme. <laughs> like, people still have doesn't... to be racist. <laughs> It's the fact that it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense to specifically target black people because black people are so broad. There's yeah. all of the different countries in Africa. There's black people from Britain. There's black people from France. There's black people from America. So just do it by eyesight doesn't make sense. Yeah. And they have, in fact, they have no proof of this as well. So that's how you know it's just pure racism. Like we've been told that this literally came from a wet market. Yeah, but it's just a racist agenda and it's really, really sad and 
just not not right man i also just feel like after we were defending you after ah, we were imagine. Mm-hmm. ah after we told people not to discriminate against chinese people on the tube eh? after we said let them cough in peace they don't have the coronavirus we should have you know it's not nice yeah yeah okay on to a more positive note how are you entertaining yourself during the the lockdown because obviously spain is still um keeping people indoors oh okay so i first like i thought i would be so on it with netflix and watching so many shows but i haven't been i i I, I just can't concentrate on a new show right now i don't know why but yeah i've just been watching reruns of like friends and how i met your mother and then I'm learning Spanish and Swahili. Swahili is so hard, man. Oh my God. Like, I'm Spanish struggling. is easier for you because you speak English. As yeah. in like there's certain words, but there's certain Latin based sections of the language that translate. Yeah. Whereas Swahili is Bantu. So it's... <laughs> there's no correlation. I'm trying no. to find something, middle ground nothing it's like like, i think duo is the posh version of swahili yeah yeah yeah. um duo is duolingo offers the swahili that tanzanian people speak and my mom says that tanzanian speak people speak like the queen's english equivalent of swahili and she says and that kenyan people where i'm from they speak like (laughs) but they speak like like half like mishmash Swahili where they like throw in some other words throw in English words my mum I like because I did Duolingo for a bit I need to get back into it I was like mummy mummy what is the Swahili word for avocado my mum said avocado and I was like "Mm, actually it's impratichi like with Kenyans they will say like an English word for it whereas Tanzanians they have they know the word for every single thing for everything yeah because I speak Yoruba and a lot of Yoruba is English so sometimes when I'm speaking Yoruba people like oh my god you say a lot of English and I'm like yes because we were colonized by the English and especially in Lagos where I where my parents like grew up and stuff a lot of the Yoruba that we speak there is like half Yoruba half English so when I was learning Swahili there's like five different ways to say how are you Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, why is this? <laughs> and I asked my Tanzanian friend, I'm like, why is it that I can't just say, how are you? Why is it that I have to, like, proper differ- differentiate everything? He's like, I don't know, just say, how are you, the one way. You don't have to stress yourself out about the five different ways you can. But, yeah, that's been really interesting to pick up a new skill. Um, I've been exercising, doing a bit of yoga, sporadically, obviously. I'm not. I'm not doing it every day. So. Don't feel bad. I did my first exercise today that I've done in four weeks and it was like half an hour of stuff. Like literally a five minute warm up, 15 minute resistance band, something, 10 minute yoga cool down. That was it. That's really good. But yeah, I've just been doing that and I've been dating. Like I've just been dating, 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 dating. Do you know what, right? I think I've actually met my five date limit. I haven't had any virtual dates, so I don't know if it counts or not. But yeah, I've just been dating loads. I don't think you've met your limit because you've not even Zoomed them. <laughs> what you've been doing is casually, you've not, been window shopping and you've been swiping on your phone. You I'm need to at least put them in the basket. Looking like this. Zoom is. Do you know what? I bought makeup online um, like two weeks ago. It arrived and I did my makeup and I actually looked like a clown. Like I actually looked like a a clown like clown what was wrong with it 
it's so bright it's not my color but i thought oh yeah this should be fine i watched all the youtube videos i don't know maybe they make a different color for white people and they thought i was white i don't know but yeah i look like a clown so i can't go on zoom dates and i feel like a catfish maybe you should try and lead with your personality that's what i'm doing but when they're like oh you know what we're getting on so well let's you know take this to the next level and date from home what's gonna be my excuse for not showing my face i think you can show your face all you really need to do is fill in your eyebrows and put some concealer like under the eyes that's that's literally what i wear to zoom my colleagues (laughs) is that we're supposed to meet on zoom every day at 10 a.m so at 9 58 that's when i draw on my eyebrows (laughs) and that's when i dab my maybelline cheap six pounds something underneath and around my eyes and i blend it in yeah but you also forget you have perfect skin so you can get away with that this no but zoom cameras are not that great that's and true. also if you look in the settings on zoom there's a section i believe that will beautify you so if you go into like video yeah. settings face or something let's see yeah there's a place there's a section that says touch up my appearance wow zoom was ready for this pandemic before we were because (laughs) they really thought of everything pretty soon there'll be lipstick filters fill like filters so it looks like you're wearing mascara so now Mm. we don't need to do your face because honestly mascara is the worst makeup of all time because i hate removing it yeah it's so hard like it stays on your face eyes for like two days even after you've taken it off but yeah what have you been doing to keep busy during this period I have learned um, throughout quarantine that I really love my own company. Like I could happily spend all day in my room by myself and like chatting to people on my phone, watching TV, like entertaining myself. Like I'm perfectly happy to do that. And um, so that's what I've been doing. I've been watching loads of TV programs. I've caught up on Grey's Anatomy season 16. I caught up on station 19, which I think is doing a bit better for me personally. It's really making me cry. I watched Why Women Kill in one day wow where did you watch that um is it a hbo show um cbs but i oh. watched it on uh, you know you know on the- one of those watch series types websites yeah. yeah 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 i know those websites yeah but yeah i need to just be more productive with my time i need to read i need to i'm actually gonna do the couch to 5k because what else am i doing you know yeah and but just that sounds good. That sounds it is I'm really enjoying this. I really, I'm going to be so sad when we have to go back to work. (laughs) You know what? I'm really pleased to hear this, by the way, because you could have been on the other end of the spectrum, like, Viv, I'm losing my marbles. I'm ready to go back to work, travel and everything. But no, you sound like you're really having a good time. (laughs) I think maybe it's because of the kind of job that I have, which is, as an assistant, I'm only really useful when needed. (coughs) So the rest of the time, I'm like, okay, let me you know let me find some other things to do so the fact that I don't have to commute is amazing and it's just proven this thing this whole shutdown has proven to people that people coming into the office is mostly just for show they can get a lot of people can get their jobs done from home yeah I haven't heard anyone who has struggled getting their work done from home or really needed to sit in an office and ask people if they would like a cuppa. Like I, I have, I just have not heard anyone who has struggled in that sense. I think the difficulty is just not having the choice to leave. Yeah. I think that's the difficulty is saying, no, you have to stay in the house. 
uh, which is messing a lot of people's heads. It's like, I can't leave it. Even if I want to, I can't leave my house. Eh? But yeah. That's the thing. I feel like I'm so close to my ideal lifestyle, but my ideal lifestyle will allow me to go to exercise classes at 11 in the morning and will allow me to, um, you know, go to Tesco Express whenever I want to. But yeah. that whole banning me from going to Tesco Express for nonsense is really saving me money. Honestly, mm, I was going to say, you must be saving so much right now. So much money. At this point in time, I've paid off both of my overdrafts. Remember, that was one of my goals. That was one of your goals. Yes, yes. And I, and I wanted to have like a £1,500 cushion and I put £500 away. Because I need that cushion, obviously, for when the end of my contract comes. Because with the way the economy is going, there is no guarantee that I will hop right into a job right after. But I'm just like, I'm actually doing quite well. And I'm like, as long as this carries on for another month and a half, I'm going to be set. You're going to be set. Listen, this this has shown us, yeah, that sometimes we, we have blessings in disguise. Like... You, we didn't know that we needed this time to take a deep breath, relax, save up a bit of money, let the earth heal a little bit from our pollution and just mess. So that's the positive of it, <laughs> to just come together and be one with ourselves. But some people are really not liking their situation right now. Honestly, living with their parents or their spouse or their kids, they're just like, damn, I really didn't like you. Why did I get married to you, huh? It really like shines a light on all of the cracks in different people's relationships. Yeah. It's not surprising to me that people are breaking up. It's not surprising to me that all of this stuff is happening. And then also it's shining a light on people who are uncomfortable in their own company. Yeah. Yeah. Some people just are not okay with being with their own thoughts. Like just sitting down and just being alone is very bizarre to them. To be honest, with me, yeah, I've always been a home buddy. So this is not new to me. Like this is not new. <laughs> honestly, someone asked me, someone checked in and was like, oh, Leah, how are you doing? And I said, honestly, I'm thriving now that self isolation is the norm. Because, like yeah. you, I'm a home body. So now, yeah. I don't have to worry about letting people down if I don't go out. Yeah. And on top of that, I don't have to have the FOMO because nobody is out. Nobody's out. Yeah. No, I enjoy it. I enjoy being in bed all day. Like that's going to sound really bad and it is what it is, but I do. I really enjoy being in bed all day. I really enjoy not having 50 different types of conversations. Um, because obviously when you leave the house, it's, you almost have to perform every single time. I'm really enjoying getting to chat to my friends all day. Like that is so exciting for me <laughs> at the comfort of my own home. Yeah. I mean, all of that is going to stop next week when I actually start working, but <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm really, I'm really, really enjoying this period. It would be nice if I was home, but I'm, I'm actually living a life that is better than if I was home, because if I was home, I would have to deal with my family and, just don't want to. I, I, I just, yeah, I'm great here. I also think that is why you're able to, you know, you say date, you're not Zooming, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that you're able to, it's because you're in an environment where you could do that. Like there's more freedom yeah. to do that. Whereas yeah. in my house, um, my bedroom is right next to my, my parents' room. So it's like, okay, where am I going to have to sneak off to in order to chat in peace? yeah that's true especially when your mum comes in randomly like just to have a chat 
I honestly, I've looked at how I can install a lock on my door, but it's just, it doesn't seem possible. Like <laughs> the way that. that my door is structured, I think that was purposefully done. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I have a story to tell. So I was swiping on Tinder like a few weeks ago, maybe a week ago. And I matched with this guy, his name, I'm not going to say his name, that's not there. But I matched with this guy and uh, he, we started having a chat, blah, blah, blah. And then he asked me where I was from. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm from Nigeria. I live live in London, blah, blah, blah. And then he unmatched me. What race was this person? He was black and I was black. Well, I am black, but he's, he's black. And I think even if you don't know me, it's pretty obvious that I'm West African. I don't think I look East African. I don't think that I look like I'm from the Caribbean. I think I look very much like a Nigerian girl. (laughs) Did it say in his profile where he was from? You know, I don't read profiles. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't. (laughs) And I only like people who super like me. So that was wrong to begin with, but I've never felt that kind of discrimination before where someone is just like, nope, can't date you because you're from Nigeria. But some people are quite, as in like some black people are like have a list of other black people that they can date. Like some people say no to Caribbean people. Some people say no to West African people. I think it's, it's like, it's one of those things that isn't really talked about the discrimination that goes on within <laughs> the black community. Even when it comes to dating preferences. I've never, ever experienced that or ever had that been spoken of. Like, even when I've been on, like, Twitter and people have spoken about, oh, Nigerian girls are crazy or whatever, I've never fed into that narrative because it's just not true. You can't generalise a whole, like, race or area of of the world and say them crazy. But this guy must really believe that. Like, he must really believe that we're all crazy for him to unmatch me. Like not even, not even make an effort to get to know me first. I think that's wild. I think there's, there's also um, just, just in terms of those culture things, like you, when you listen to the way that your parents talk about other groups of black people. Yeah. But I guess I've just never experienced it because I don't, I don't, I don't operate in that way. And I've never met someone who does operate in that way. So it was quite, shocking for me but I'm sure like people get discriminated against every single day like I'm I'm pretty much okay now being discriminated against because I'm black because it's like my daily experience but being discriminated against by black people it's just like wow that really hurt me like I was really hurt honestly I feel like maybe if it was actually being done to me I might feel differently but now because it wasn't I can be a bit more subjective about this and I'm telling you that you dodged a bullet because anybody that doesn't want to be with you is someone that you shouldn't even be entertaining at all absolutely some people excuse themselves from your lives before you even have to deal with the shenanigans yeah no like I didn't even fancy him or anything but it's just the fact that he didn't like me you know what I mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) but no like it is where it's at right now i'm really enjoying hinge good to know face dates and then i'm like no how about you are you dating right now you're virtually dating 
No, I'm not on any of the apps. I've deleted all of my accounts. I'm sick of it. I don't like it. Yeah. But obviously, um, in our earlier episode, it was in our New Year's episode when we had our resolutions. I said that I was going to go on 12 dates this year. And it's looking mm. like I'm going to have to double up in the later months because I've been on none. Mm. I'm going to count Zoom dates, but I basically have this dating book that I want to read first before I, just so I can get my mind right before I, do you know what? I've realized that I'm actually so considerate that I'm deciding to work on myself before I bring my problems to the world. Other people yeah. are not that considerate. Other, Other broken people. people. Yeah. Yeah. Other people don't care. But why do you think you're broken? I don't, well, I can't tell you that you're broken or not broken. <laughs> no, I just want to know what I, I just want to have a clearer idea of, of what it is that I want and just be more strategic in how I go about it. That's fair enough. But you know, one thing that I've realised um, being in this lockdown is that I definitely want kids. Aww. Yeah. Remember, like, we've spoken about it in the past where I've thought, oh, yeah, you know, I could just be a front aunt or, you know, if it didn't happen, I'd be okay. But I think I'd actually be devastated if I didn't have kids. Like, it's something that I, I really, 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 really want. And I hope I do. Because that's also something that Rihanna discussed. And she said that she knows that she's for certain that she wants to be a mother regardless of whether, like, whether or not a man is in the picture. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Like, people's responses to it, if you saw any? I, I didn't really see that many responses because I just kind of respected her decision and just was like, yeah, cool. That makes sense to me. Because that was also in the back of my mind. Like my mm-hmm. mom was like, oh, how can you do that? And I'm like, well, I think in Amsterdam, they have like the world's biggest sperm bank. Like my mom was telling me, oh, how can we live without men? And I'm like, all the men could die right now. And we probably have enough sperm in the banks to just keep going. <laughs> yeah, to keep procreating. But I, I agree with Rihanna. I think to bring a child into this world, all you need is intention. I think a lot of people, even married couples, people who are in relationships, people who are having unprotected sex and then being surprised that the girl is pregnant, a lot of them don't have the intention to be parents in the beginning. Maybe they develop it through pregnancy or birth or when the child actually gets here. And then they just, and then they're like, oh, I, I really wanted a kid. Okay, I'm going to be a good dad, or I'm going to be a good mom, and I'm going to be present. And I think, I think that's the most important thing. I think when you don't have the intention to have a child, to actually bring someone into this world and nurture them and grow them to be great, a great person, you then are just bringing someone into this world for like silly reasons. Like, I, I don't agree with just getting married to have kids. I don't agree with that I think if I want to have a child or my partner wants to have a child and that's something that we both really want to do then we should do it but it's just as important as if I really wanted the child to just do it because that's all that 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 child just needs love it doesn't need necessarily two parents because you can have two parents who are not present like like mentally and there for you emotionally but they're just there physically like oh I have a dad and I have a mom absolutely I think there's also just such stigma around being a single mom. Yeah. And it's really, really unfair because I feel like there's so many things that I want to achieve in my life, like Mm. a family. And it's like, I just the debilitating idea that you can't have that tick box of a family or reach that goal until you do all of this other stuff, like with the dating and the finding the right person and the getting married and blah, blah, blah. It just Mm. makes your goal so much further away than it has to be. Yeah, especially in this day and age where technology 
and just science is allowing people to create their own families and their own ideas of families. I think it's really like a little bit narrow-minded to think that a child won't be a complete human being without a mom and a dad or a man and a woman or whatever else like people think because I would say that even me as a person I've grown up predominantly with my mother so like my dad has been here here and there but I would say that most of my life my mum has brought me up and instilled like values and stuff in me so if like if my mum was a single mother like I don't see her as a single mother I just see her as somebody who's brought me up with like the values that I have and just yeah I feel like our mothers are definitely married single mothers (laughs) and I feel like that's actually very very common in African households absolutely and a lot of people um, would, like maybe some people does, do have different experiences and I completely get that but I think for most families the mom ends up being the primary person that brings up the children especially in the UK maybe it's different in Nigeria and like when you actually go back but here because my dad was never around anyway like I knew I had a dad and I spoke to my dad and I was close with my dad but if anything ever happens to me or if I look at who like raised me I think of my mum and I don't think I lacked anything by not having my dad there same yeah and I I remember reading something that even during quarantine even with everyone being at home and nobody having to commute women are still having to take on the lion's share of the child rearing and the housework and now it's like what is your excuse sir what is yeah. your excuse? Yeah. What What was the reason? <laughs> what is the reason? What was the reason? <laughs> yeah. In this In this downtime of my downtime of mine, I have been looking um, a lot at the next the next type of life I want to live. So after my like once I start my career and I'm successful or whatever, like what do I want? my future life to look like and that's been really exciting because I've discovered that I don't think I'm going to stay in London oh where do you think you'll go I don't know I haven't figured it out yet because the more I research about money um housing transport London is not it like you just don't get good value for your money London is not worth it honestly I've been saying this since I went to university small cities are where it's at I had a great time in Norwich I had a great time in Cardiff the quality of life the commute everywhere in Cardiff and everywhere in Norwich is half an hour away London is just not it like I know people who live in London don't want to accept this because you know you think that's where it's at but I promise you, once you come outside of London and you see the life you could be living at a much cheaper price, bruv, it is worth it. Like, it's actually worth it. The fact that I could be on £70,000 and still be living a pretty mediocre life because I'm, I'm in London, it's, it's not okay. Like, it's actually not okay. Definitely, especially considering that a lot more jobs are realising now that people can work remotely. So with my old boss while I was in Cardiff she got a job in London so what she would do is what a lot of people do when they're based in Cardiff and they got jobs in London is that they basically work from home a certain number of days a week and they go to London a certain number of days a week so they might be in London for two days that way they just have somewhere where they sleep and they go there for two days and then they come back Mm. so it's not necessary to be there all the time yeah 
But I think that's worth it because you're still earning London salary because you work in London, but you can live lavish because you're in Cardiff. And Cardiff is such a nice city. Like, maybe some people will disagree with me, but I think Cardiff is really nice. Like, you have basically everything you need there. Like, you have your pubs, your clubs, even though I'm not really a clubby person, like food, you have everything in, everything is walking distance and you can live a really nice life, like yeah. a good quality life in comparison to London. Having said that, I would like to live in central London for a bit. Mm, maybe just like four months. That life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even then, I think it's too big for everything to really be in walking distance. Nothing is, I don't think anything in London is walking distance. Like nothing. Nothing is walking distance in London. Even if I'm to go to, I don't know, the supermarket, I have to walk like five minutes. <laughs> like, no, I mean, five minutes is not that long. That's why people in London are like, how is it that Viv used to walk half an hour in Norwich? Because they take a bus everywhere. They can't walk anywhere. Everywhere is like far away. Have you thought about different countries that you might live in? Or is it just yeah. different cities in the UK? No, 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 not just different cities in the UK. Like now that I'm in Madrid, if I have the energy to learn another language, which I'm already doing, but like properly learn it and get a qualification in it, I would definitely move to Madrid because it's like London, but a lot cheaper and everything just seems to be more in sync. I don't know how to explain it. Like their transport system, like all works together, kind of like the TFL. But they have like high speed rail, they have the metro, they have the buses, and it's so much cheaper. My friend who lives and works here, she pays 50 euros every month for her travel. And that takes her everywhere in Madrid. That sounds great. 50 euros. I think I remember reading a newspaper article about a guy who works in London, um, but he lives in Poland. What? And it's cheaper for him if he books his flights early enough in advance. He works from home a lot of the time, but then he fly in for the things that he needs to fly in for and he flies back out and it's so much cheaper for him. Wow. Like it's, he said that it's worth having to take a flight in at 6am to get to work at nine on certain days because of just how much money he's saving living in another country. Wow. Do you know what? I would not be surprised if there were more people like that. Yeah. We'll see after Brexit, but... <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's so funny, like, everything has just happened so quickly. There's been so many developments. I can't even think of everything right now. Ugh, yeah. Everything has happened really, really quickly. Mm. What's the first thing you're going to do once quarantine is over? I think I'm going to... Oh, gosh. I think that quarantine is going to be taken up in stages. So I was thinking maybe... I might go to Tesco Express and just get something ridiculous. So, you know, when you go to Tesco Express and you get or even like any Sainsbury's local waitress, local corner shop, whatever, and you get like just one thing. Yeah. Every time I've wasted so much money because every time that I would go to a shop and just as at the beginning of the shutdown, I would yeah. buy like 30 things just because I didn't want to make it seem like I was an idiot going out just to buy one thing. Just buy one thing. <laughs> so you want the luxury of just being able to leave your house to buy one thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like sometimes yeah. you just want pizza and you want to go and you want to go to Tesco Express and you want to go get that £2.50 pizza. Mm, but because they don't have it, you have to go to Domino's now. <laughs> and you have to spend a minimum of £12. You just have to, because you know, you've got to eat the pizza. Come on. Are you still ordering food into your house? 
Um, I did at the beginning and I'm going to uh, from now on, but with local restaurants. Okay. We had two local restaurants in our area. One is a Spanish place that I think was literally open two weeks, two, three weeks before the shutdown happened. Oh, so and they had to close their doors and every time I would walk past it on the train home it was packed and there's also a small like a Japanese restaurant near us that again was lovely I'd been to it I was definitely looking, looking forward to going to it again they've had to close um, yeah. so I'm just there's a, a handful of like local restaurants and like local takeaway eatery places that are still open and are doing delivery because I've like worked out how much I can save and how much I can spend I think yeah. I'm going to be like, okay, so on this weekend, I'm going to go and get from this local Italian place. And then next weekend, I'm going to go from this other local place just because they must be struggling so much. Oh, that's really kind of you. But my paranoia, I don't trust people in this period. So I'm just making my own pizza at home. <laughs> Our next door neighbours um, over Easter, they made us chocolate nests. They're two young daughters. So I think they're both under 10. And I had a knock on the door and um, the little girl had like laid the chocolate nest, like two little nests with a note um, at our front door. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. And I brought them in. My mom, my mom was like, Leah, you need to put them in the bin. You need to put them in the bin right now. I was like, but they're made by the children. And my mom was like, Leah, we're not taking risks. Their mom was hurt. I heard her mom coughing. We're not taking risks. As, as cruel as it sounds, I completely agree with her. <laughs> This it's just it's a sweet gesture, but in this period, no. Even I wouldn't offer people food in this period. I wouldn't. I get that. And do you know what? Okay, I heard this story in America of this um American pastor who the government of Virginia had said, Churches, I get that it's Easter, but you're gonna have to calm down and um do internet services for Corona. And this guy said that he's not going to do internet services, he's gonna do real life services because it's his ministry, and then he died of coronavirus. Yeah. You know what? These are the group of people who say, Don't worry, God will save me. Like as long as I'm praying, God will save you. But you really need to save yourself first before God can support saving you. You need to save yourself first. You need to take the right precautions before God can strengthen you and save you. If I'm going outside, sitting on the metro with people who are coughing or going to the hospital um, where there are COVID-19 patients and saying, oh, I'm strengthened by God. God will save me. Um, is God going to come from heaven and stop my immune system from crashing because I've exposed myself to a deadly virus? No. Exactly. We have to act with some level of common sense in this period. As horrible as it sounds, when I heard that story, I just thought, you know what? That will be a big, big wake-up call to people who are in that line of thinking. Yeah. There's too many people who think like that. Who think, oh, God will save me. How? If you're not saving yourself. The thing that is the bit that I can't wrap my head around is the fact that these are the same people that will pray for their, doc their children to be doctors. Mm, mm. if you didn't believe that doctors were real people who have actual professions you would you wouldn't do that like you would just wait for god to heal everybody <laughs> i think the aunties need to just uh, publicly admit that they don't want their children to be doctors so they can heal the sick they want their children to be doctors for the money and the um prestige that comes with saying yeah my son is a doctor you know 
<laughs> but yeah. Another thing that's taken off in this period are like virtual meetings. So Zoom, house party, and one app that has really enjoyed from this quarantine, Leah, is which app? Zoom? I'm so TikTok. confused. TikTok. TikTok. That it isn't a you said a virtual chatting app. And I was like, wait, what? That's not in the I said I was thinking, what other category? <laughs> but the only I think the one app that has really taken off in this period is TikTok. It's just that they have so many different effects that people can do. People can literally do a simple video where it's just them talking to the camera. Just no yeah. no effects if they're interesting enough. Or people can do dancing, people can do all sorts of stuff it is honestly i have wasted so much time on tiktok on a daily basis have you joined tiktok no i haven't no okay i don't know why you're holding out i don't know why you think you're better than this you're not i'm not i'm not i'm not better than this because i'm watching all of them on instagram that's what i was about to accuse you of Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm not better than anyone who has that app i'm just scared that my phone will be tracked so that's the only reason why i haven't downloaded it i think your phone will be tracked regardless and also this thing about that about house party i don't believe that it it was real because house party is owned by i think it's epic games or something it's owned by a gaming company those gaming companies have security yeah. Can you imagine all these people no, that are playing that. games across the country, like uh, across the world, and you've not heard about the gaming company being hacked? So why would this one small new entity be hacked? Yeah, no, I think that they said they said Zoom had put out that rumor. I think so, or Skype, or Google Hangout, because Skype and Google Hangout are not getting any shine. Oh, well. I, to be fair though i think zoom is better than house party the only difference is that on house party you can play games and stuff i have yet to find someone to play a game with me on house party oh we played hangman with my friend the other the other time when i was on house party that was a lot of fun okay <laughs> I can work on house party oh sorry that was really irrelevant because it, it didn't help me <laughs> you were like oh i played it with a friend that wasn't you and it was fun <laughs> we had we had a good time <laughs> we had a great time before i deleted no that's not helpful to you at all i'm sorry but yeah i didn't agree with it. i was like oh these are those stupid twitter stories but then audrey from um the receipts she said that her instagram was they attempted to hack her instagram three times so but how did she know it was house party yeah but obviously there was all those stories going around so i was like <laughs> you know what? if audrey's been hacked then who am i so let me just collect myself and go <laughs> <laughs> oh i just feel bad about the house party team they gave up they were willing to give out a million was it million dollar ransom for, it was a for the person ransom. who could identify whichever company it was that put a target on their backs it's mad it's actually crazy but yeah i love that we're all finding new ways to socialize and stay sane in this very 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 crazy period i was gonna say i had my first zoom pub quiz yesterday oh you did i did with your work colleagues no it was just people from my theater thing it was fun oh how was it i got eight out of 14 because my general knowledge is basically just linked to celebrity gossip. Oh, yeah. Sure. I don't know anything else. But 8 out of 14 is pretty good. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
So what were the ta- what were the questions they were asking? One of them asked about, you know, the Battle of Hastings in 1066. They asked, what was the name of the tapestry that depicted the Battle of Hastings in 1066? I had no clue. Apparently it's the Bayo tapestry. What's tapestry? <laughs> that would have been my first question. It's when you have like a picture, but it's woven. Like it's a, it's like a, a carpet, but on the wall and it's got a picture of something. Oh, I thought so. And I was like, why is it that people have different names for that? And why is it that one of them is depicting the war? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Those people are too smart for me, bro. It, it, there were some hard questions like that and like which um, American president resigned and stuff like that. But there were some like other like more popular questions like name the ingredients in a Long Island iced tea. I got it. Yeah, because you've been a bar staff. That bar staff knowledge coming through. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. In fact, I don't even know, but I should know. It's just a bit embarrassing. I should know. But yeah, we will be recording episodes online for the foreseeable until things change. But who knows? Yeah, this has been really fun to like talk again. It has. It feels a bit like normal. <laughs> but yeah, let us know how you guys have been keeping sane in this period of uncertainty and insanity in fact just yeah keep safe stay home and keep positive because eventually things are going to get better they will unless the world ends because hashtag what else could go wrong was trending on twitter (laughs) yellowstone national park then we die and then there's nothing to look forward to anyway so (laughs) (laughs) on that positive note (laughs) on that positive note (laughs) um we will um see you in our next episode we hope you have a good safe time safe time yes don't forget to follow us on instagram and twitter at r2pence that's o-u-r the number two p-e-n-c-e on both instagram and twitter thank you guys Bye.